Welcome to the podcast all about music. This time we will enter the history of musicians segment where we will discuss one of the famous singer from United Kingdom which is famous for the romantic pop music which is loved by many people around the world. He is Rod Stewart. Who does not know the singer who is famous for his song entitled Have I Told You Lately? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, think I'm sexy etc. Next we will explain more about the biography of Rod Stewart. Stay tuned with us in this episode. Sir Roderick David Stewart CBE, born the 10th of January 1945, is a British rock singer and songwriter. Born and raised in London, he is of Scottish and English ancestry. Stewart is one of the best-selling music artists of all time, having sold over 120 million records worldwide. He has had nine number one albums in the UK Albums Chart and his tally of 62 UK hit singles includes 31 that reached the top 10, six of which gained the number one position. Stewart has had 16 top 10 singles in the US with four reaching number one on the Billboard Hot 100. He was knighted in the 2016 Birthday Honors for Services to Music and Charity. With his distinctive raspy singing voice, Stewart came to prominence in the late 1960s and the early 1970s with the Jeff Beck Group, and then with Faces. Though his music career had begun in 1962 when he took up busking with a harmonica. In October 1963, he joined the Dimensions as a harmonica player and part-time vocalist. In 1964, Stewart joined Long John Baldry in the All-Stars, and in August, Stewart signed a solo contract releasing his first single, Good Morning Little School Girl, in October. He maintained a solo career alongside a group career, releasing his debut solo album, An Old Raincoat Won't Ever Let You Down, in 1969. Stewart's early albums were a fusion of rock, folk music, soul music, and R&B. From the late 1970s through the 1990s, Stewart's music often took on a new wave for soft rock, middle-of-the-road quality, and in the early 2000s, he released a series of successful albums interpreting the Great American Songbook. In 1994, Stewart staged the largest free rock concert in history when he performed in front of 3.5 million people in Rio de Janeiro. In 2008, Billboard magazine ranked him the 17th most successful artist on the Billboard Hot 100 all-time top artists. A Grammy and Brit Award recipient, he was voted at number 33 in Q magazine's list of the top 100 greatest singers of all time, and number 59 on Rolling Stone 100 Greatest Singers of All Time. As a solo artist, Stewart was inducted into the U.S. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994, the U.K. Music Hall of Fame in 2006, and was inducted a second time into the U.S. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012 as a member of FACES. Roderick David Stewart was born at 507 Archway Road, Highgate, North London, on the 10th of January 1945. The youngest of five children of Robert Joseph Stewart, the 26th of December 1904 to 1990, and Elsie Rebecca Gilbert, the 14th of December 1905-1996. His father was Scottish and had been a master builder in Leith. 
Edinburgh, while Elsie was English and had grown up in Upper Holloway in North London. Married in 1928, the couple had two sons and two daughters while living in Scotland. And then they moved to Highgate. Stuart came after an eight-year gap following his youngest sibling. He was born at home during World War II. The family was neither affluent nor poor. Stuart was spoiled as the youngest and has called his childhood fantastically happy. He had an undistinguished record at Highgate Primary School and failed the 11-plus exam. He then attended the William Grimshaw Secondary Modern School, later Fortismere School, Muswell Hill. When his father retired from the building trade he bought a newsagent's shop on the Archway Road and the family lived over the shop. Stewart's main hobby was railway modeling. The family was mostly focused on football. Stewart's father had played in a local amateur team and managed some teams as well. And one of Stewart's earliest memories was of the pictures of Scottish players such as George Young and Gordon Smith that his brothers had on the wall. Stewart was the most talented footballer in the family and was a supporter of Arsenal FC at the time. Combining natural athleticism with near-reckless aggression, he became captain of the school football team and played for Middlesex schoolboys as centre-half. The family were also great fans of the singer Al Jolson and would sing and play his hits. Stewart collected his records and saw his films read books about him and was influenced by his performing style and attitude towards his audience. His introduction to rock and roll was hearing Little Richard's 1956 hit The Girl Can't Help It and seeing Bill Haley and his Comets in concert. His father bought him a guitar in January 1959. The first song he learned was the folk tune. It takes a worried man to sing a worried song. The first record he bought was Eddie Cochran's Come On Everybody. In 1960, he joined a skiffle group with school friends called the Cool Cats playing Lonnie Donegan and Chaz McDevitt hits. Stewart left school at age 15 and worked briefly as a silkscreen printer. Spurred on by his father, his ambition was to become a professional footballer. In summer 1960, he went for trials at Brentford FC, a third division club at the time. Contrary to some long-standing accounts, Stewart states in his 2012 autobiography that he was never signed to the club and that the club never called him back after his trials. In any case, regarding possible career options, Stewart concluded, Well, a musician's life is a lot easier and I can also get drunk and make music, and I can't do that and play football. I plumped for music. They're the only two things I can do actually, play football and sing. Stewart worked in the family shop and as a newspaper delivery boy. He then worked briefly as a laborer for Highgate Cemetery, which became another part of his biographical lore. He worked in a North Finchley funeral parlor and as a fence erector and sign writer. In 1961, he went to Denmark Street with the Raiders and got a singing audition with well-known record producer Joe Meek, but Meek stopped the session with a rude sound. Stewart began listening to British and American topical folk artists such as Ewan McCall, Alex Campbell, Woody Guthrie, Ramblin' Jack Elliott, and especially Daryl Adams and the debut album of Bob Dylan. Stewart became attracted to beatnik attitudes and left-wing politics, living for a while in a beatnik houseboat at Shoreham by Sea. He was an active supporter of the campaign for nuclear disarmament at this time. 
Joining the annual Aldermist in marches from 1961 to 1963 and being arrested on three occasions when he took part in sit-ins at Trafalgar Square and Whitehall for the cause. He also used the marches as a way to meet in bed girls. In 1962 he had his first serious relationship with London art student Susanna Bofi, a friend of future model and actress Chrissy Shrimpton. He moved to a bed sit in Muswell Hill to be near her. She became pregnant, but neither Rod nor his family wanted him to enter marriage. The baby girl was given up for adoption and Rod and Susanna's relationship ended. In 1962, Stewart began hanging around folk singer Wiz Jones busking at Leicester Square and other London spots. Stewart took up playing the then-fashionable harmonica. On several trips over the next 18 months Jones and Stewart took their act to Brighton and then to Paris, sleeping under bridges over the River Seine and then finally to Barcelona. Eventually, this resulted in Stewart being rounded up and deported from Spain for vagrancy during 1963. At this time, Stewart, who had been at William Grimshaw's school with three of their members, was briefly considered a singer for the Embryonic Kinks. In 1963, Stewart adopted the mod lifestyle and look and began fashioning the spiky rooster hairstyle that would become his trademark. It was made possible with sugar water or large amounts of his sister's hair lacquer, backcombing, and his hands holding it in place to protect it from the winds of the Highgate Underground Station. Disillusioned by rock and roll, he saw Otis Redding perform in concert and began listening to Sam Cooke records. He became fascinated by rhythm and blues and soul music. After returning to London, Stewart joined a rhythm and blues group The Dimensions in October 1963 as a harmonica player and part-time vocalist. It was his first professional job as a musician. Although Stewart was still living at home and working in his brother's painting and picture frame shop, a somewhat more established singer from Birmingham, Jimmy Powell, then hired the group a few weeks later and it became known as Jimmy Powell in the Five Dimensions with Stewart being relegated to harmonica player. The group performed weekly at the famed Studio 51 Club on Great Newport Street in London, where the Rolling Stones often headlined. This was Stewart's entree into the thriving London R&B scene, and his harmonica playing improved in part from watching Mick Jagger on stage. Relations soon broke down between Powell and Stewart over roles within the group and Stewart departed. Contrary to popular legend, during this time Stewart likely did not play harmonica on Millie Small's 1964 hit My Boy Lollipop. That was probably Peter Hogman of The Dimensions. Although Powell has also claimed credit, Powell did record and release a single during this period, though Stewart did not appear on it. January 1964, while Stewart was waiting at Twickenham Railway Station after having seen Long John Baldry in the All-Stars at Eel Pie Island, Baldry heard him playing Smokestack Lightning on his harmonica, and invited him to sit in with the group which passed into his hands and was renamed the Hoochie Coochie Men when Cyril Davies died of endocarditis on the 7th of January. 
When Baldry discovered Stewart was a singer as well, he offered him a job for £35 a week, after securing the approval of Stewart's mother. Quitting his day job at the age of 19, Stewart gradually overcame his shyness and nerves and became a visible enough part of the act that he was sometimes added to the billing as Rod the Mod Stewart. The nickname coming from his dandyish style of grooming and dress. Baldry touted Stewart's abilities to Melody Maker magazine and the group enjoyed a weekly residence at London's fabled Marquee Club. In June 1964, Stewart made his recording debut without label credit on Up Above My Head, the B-side to a Baldry and Hoochie Coochie Men single. While still with Baldry, Stewart embarked on a simultaneous solo career. He made some demo recordings, was scouted by Deck Records at the Marquee Club, and signed to a solo contract in August 1964. He appeared on several regional television shows around the country and recorded his first single in September 1964. Turning down Decca's recommended material is too commercial. Stewart insisted that the experienced session musicians he was given, including John Paul Jones, learn a couple of Sonny Boy Williamson songs he had just heard. The resulting single, Good Morning Little School Girl, was recorded and released in October 1964. Despite Stewart performing it on the popular television show Ready Steady Go, it failed to enter the charts. Also in October Stewart left the Hoochie Coochie Men after having a row with Baldry. Stewart played some dates on his own in late 1964 and early 1965 sometimes backed by the Southampton R&B outfit The Soul Agents. The Hoochie Coochie men broke up Baldry and Stewart patched up their differences and indeed became lifelong friends. And legendary impresario Giorgio Gomelski put together Steam Packet, which featured Baldry, Stewart Brian Auger, Julie Driscoll, Mickey Waller, Vic Briggs and Ricky Fenson. Their first appearance was in support of the Rolling Stones in July 1965. The group was conceived as a White Soul Review, analogous to the Ike and Tina Turner Review, with multiple vocalists and styles ranging from jazz to R&B to blues. Steam Packet toured with the Stones and the Walker Brothers that summer, ending in the London Palladium. Seeing the audience react to the Stones gave Stewart his first exposure to crowd hysteria. Stewart, who had been included in the group upon Baldry's insistence, ended up with most of the male vocal parts. Steam Packet was unable to enter the studio to record any material due to its members all belonging to different labels and managers. Although Gomelski did record one of their marquee club rehearsals, Stewart's Rod the Mod image gained wider visibility in November 1965 when he was the subject of a 30-minute rediffusion. London television documentary titled An Easter with Rod that portrayed the mod scene. His parallel solo career attempts continued on Emmy's Columbia label with the November 1965 release of The Day Will Come, a more heavily arranged pop attempt, and the April 1966 release of his take on Sam Cooke's Shake with the Brian Auger Trinity. Both failed commercially and neither gained positive notices. Stewart had spent the better part of two years listening mostly to Cook. He later said, I didn't sound like anybody at all, but I knew I sounded a bit like Sam Cook. So I listened to Sam Cook.
This recording solidified that singer's position as Stewart's idol and most enduring influence. He called it a crossing of the water. Stewart departed from Steam Packet in March 1966 with Stewart saying he had been sacked and Auger saying he had quit. Stewart then joined a somewhat similar outfit, Shotgun Express, in May 1966 as co-lead vocalist with Beryl Marsden. The other members included Mick Fleetwood and Peter Green, who would go on to form Fleetwood Mac and Peter Bardens. Shotgun Express released one unsuccessful single in October 1966. The orchestra heavy I could feel the whole world turn round before disbanding. Stewart later disparaged Shotgun Express as a poor imitation of Steam Packet, and said, I was still getting this terrible feeling of doing other people's music. I think you can only start finding yourself when you write your own material. By now, Stewart had bounced around without achieving much success with little to distinguish himself among other aspiring London singers other than the emerging rasp in his voice. Mercury Records A&R man Lou Reisner had seen Stewart perform with Beck and on the 8th of October 1968 signed him to a solo contract. But contractual complexities delayed Stewart's recording for him until July 1969. Meanwhile, in May 1969, guitarist and singer Steve Marriott left the English band The Small Faces. Ron Wood was announced as the replacement guitarist in June and on the 18th of October 1969, Stewart followed his friend and was announced as their new singer. The two joined existing members Ronnie Lane, Ian Mulligan, and Kenny Jones, who soon decided to call the new lineup Faces. An Old Raincoat Won't Ever Let You Down became Stewart's first solo album in 1969. It was known as the Rod Stewart album in the U.S. It established the template for his solo sound, a heartfelt mixture of folk, rock, and country blues, inclusive of a British working-class sensibility. With both original material, Cindy's Lament, and the title song and cover versions, Ewan McCall's Dirty Old Town, and Mike DeBose, Handbags and Gladrags. The backing band on the album included Wood, Waller, and Mulligan, plus Keith Emerson and guitarists Martin Pugh, of Steam Hammer. And later Armageddon in Seventh Order, and Martin Quintin, also from Steam Hammer. Faces released their debut album First Step in early 1970 with a rock and roll style similar to the Rolling Stones. While the album did better in the UK than in the US, the Faces quickly earned a strong live following. Stewart released his second album, Gasoline Alley, that autumn. Stewart's approach was similar to his first album and mandolin was introduced into the sound. He then launched a US tour with the Faces. Stewart sang guest vocals for the Australian group Python Lee Jackson on In a Broken Dream, recorded in April 1969 but not released until 1970. His payment was a set of seat covers for his car. It was re-released in 1972 to become a worldwide hit. Stewart's 1971 solo album Every Picture Tells a Story made him a household name when the B-side of his minor hit Reason to Believe. Maggie May, co-written with Martin Quittenton, started receiving radio play. The album and the single occupied number one in both the US and the UK simultaneously, a chart first, in September. 
set off by a striking mandolin part by Ray Jackson of Lindisfarne, Maggie May, was also named in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 Songs That Shape Rock and Roll. One of three songs by him to appear on that list. The rest of the album was equally strong, with mandolin wind again showcasing that instrument. I know I'm losing you, adding hard-edged soul to the mix, and Tomorrow is a Long Time, a cover of a Bob Dylan song. But the ultimate manifestation of the early Stewart solo style was the Stewart Wood penned Every Picture Tells a Story, itself powered by McWaller's drumming. Pete Sears's piano and Wood's guitar work in a largely acoustic arrangement, it is a song relating to the picaresque adventures of the singer. The Faces released their final album Ulala, which reached number 1 in the UK and number 21 in the US in 1973. During the recording of the album, the rift between Stewart and the rest of the Faces grew further, as according to Ian Mulligan. Stewart didn't participate until two weeks into the sessions, and then complained that some songs were in the wrong key for him. So he recorded them again and waited a week for him to come back. We cut the track for Ulalo three times before he eventually passed on it, leaving it for Woody to sing. The week the album came out he did all he could to scuttle it and told anyone who would listen how useless it was. The band toured Australasia, Japan, Europe and the UK in 1974 to support the album and the single Pool Hall Richard. In late 1974, Stewart released his Myler album. In Britain, it reached number one and the single, Farewell, number 7, but only number 13 on the Billboard Pop Album charts and the single, Mine For Me, only number 91 on the Billboard Pop Singles charts. It was his last original album for Mercury Records. After the release of the double album compilation, The Best of Rod Stewart, he switched to Warner Brothers records and remained with them throughout the vast majority of his career bases were signed to warner brothers and stewart's solo releases in the uk appeared on the riva label until 1981. in 1975 bases toured the u.s twice with ronnie wood joining the rolling stones u.s tour in between before stewart announced the faces breakup at the end of the year Stewart moved to a more new wave direction in 1980 by releasing the album Foolish Behavior. The album produced one hit single, Passion, which reached number 5 on the US Billboard charts. In August 1981, MTV was launched in the US with several of Stewart's videos in heavy rotation. Later in 1981, Stewart added further elements of new wave and synth pop to his sound for the Tonight I'm Yours album. The title song reached number 20 in the US, while Young Turks reached the top 5 with the album going platinum. On the 18th of December 1981, Stewart played the Los Angeles Forum, along with Kim Carnes and Tina Turner. In a concert broadcast worldwide via satellite, Stewart was criticized for breaking a widely observed cultural boycott of apartheid South Africa by performing at the Sun City Resort Complex in Bofuthatswana as part of his Body Wishes 1983 and Camouflage 1984 tours. Stewart had four U.S. Top 10 singles between 1982 and 1988, Young Turks No. 5 carrying over from 1981 into 1982, Some Guys Have All the Luck No. 10, 1984, Infatuation No. 6, 
1984, and Love Touch Number no. 6, 1986, A Holly Night, Mike Chapman collaboration, although Baby Jane became his sixth and final UK number no. 1 in 1983. It reached number 14 in the US. The corresponding camouflage album went gold in the UK in the single Infatuation, which featured his old friend Jeff Beck on the guitar, received considerable play on MTV. The second single, Some Guys Have All the Luck, reached number 15 in the UK and number 10 in the US. A reunion with Jeff Beck produced a successful take on Curtis Mayfield's People Get Ready but an attempt to tour together fell apart after a few dates. In the UK, Every Beat of My Heart reached number two in 1986. In January 1985, Stewart performed to a large audience at the Rock in Rio Festival in Rio de Janeiro. In 1988, Stewart returned with Out of Order produced by Duran Duran's Andy Taylor and by Bernard Edwards of Chic. Lost in You, Forever Young, Crazy About Her, and My Heart Can't Tell You No, from that album were all top 15 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 and mainstream rock charts. With the latter even reaching the top 5, Forever Young was an unconscious revision of Bob Dylan's song of the same name. The artists reached an agreement about sharing royalties. The song reached number 12 in the U.S., in September 1988, Stewart performed Forever Young at the 1988 MTV Video Music Awards at the Universal Amphitheater in Los Angeles. And in 1989, he received a Grammy Award nomination for Best Male Rock Vocal Performance for the song. In January 1989, Stewart set out on the South American leg of the Out of Order tour playing to sell out audiences throughout America's. There were 80,000 people at his show at Corregidora Stadium, Querétaro, Mexico, the 9th of April, and 50,000 at Jalisco Stadium, Guadalajara, Jalisco, the 12th of April. In Buenos Aires, the audience at the River Plate Stadium, which seats 70,000 plus, was at over 90,000, with several thousand outside the stadium. Fire hoses were sprayed on the crowd to avoid heat prostration. Released in 1991, the Vagabond Heart album continued Stewart's renewal and inspiration. The lead single, It Takes Two, with Tina Turner, was released in 1990 in advance of the full album's release and reached number 5 on the UK charts but did not chart in the US. The follow-up songs from Vagabond Heart both reached the Billboard Hot 100 in 1991, with Rhythm of My Heart peaking at number 5 and the Motown song peaking at number 10. By the early 1990s, Stewart had mostly abandoned creating his own material, saying that he was not a natural songwriter and that the tepid response to his recent efforts was not rewarding. In 1995, Stewart released a spanner in the works containing a single written by Tom Petty, Leave Virginia Alone, which reached the top 10 of the adult contemporary charts. The latter half of the 1990s was not as commercially successful though the 1996 album If We Fall In Love Tonight reached number 8 in the UK and went gold and hit number 19 on the Billboard album chart. 
When We Were the New Boys, his final album on the Warner Brothers label released in 1998 contained versions of songs by Britpop acts such as Oasis and Primal Scream, and reached number two on the UK album charts. That same year, he recorded the song Faith of the Heart written by Diane Warren for the film Patch Adams. In 2000, Stewart left Warner Brothers and moved to Atlantic Records, another division of Warner Music Group. In 2001, he released Human. The single I Can't Deny It went top 40 in the UK and top 20 in the adult contemporary. Stewart then signed to Clive Davis's new J Records label. The story so far, the very best of Rod Stewart, a greatest hits album compiled from his time at Warner Brothers is certified four times platinum in the UK with over 1.2 million copies sold and reached number one in 2001 in Belgium and France. In June 2002, Stewart performed Handbags and Gladrags at the party at the Palace held at Buckingham Palace Garden, a concert which celebrated the Golden Jubilee of Elizabeth II and featured stars from five decades of music. By 2002, Stewart had sold over 100 million records during his career. While growing up, he heard in his home classic songs written by songwriters such as Cole Porter, Gus Kahn and George and Ira Gershwin. Stewart joined others who had recorded the classic songs. He concentrated on singing 1930s and 1940s pop standards from the Great American Songbook with great popular success. These albums have been released on Clive Davis's J Records label and have seen Stewart enjoy album sales equal to the 1970s. The first album from the Songbook series, It Had to Be You. The Great American Songbook reached number 4 on the US album chart, number 8 in the UK and number 10 in Canada when released in late 2002. The track These Foolish Things which is actually a British not American song reached number 13 on the Billboard Adult Contemporary chart and They Can't Take That Away From Me went top 20. The second series album, As Time Goes By The Great American Songbook 2 reached number 2 in the US, number 4 in the UK and number 1 in Canada. Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered, a duet with Cher went top 20 on the US Adult Contemporary charts. Time After Time was another top 30 track on the U.S. adult contemporary charts. A musical called Tonight's the Night, featuring many of Stewart's songs, opened the 7th of November 2003 at London's Victoria Palace Theatre. It is written and directed by Ben Elton, who previously created a similar production, We Will Rock You, with music by Queen. On the 20th of May 2009, Stewart performed Maggie May on the grand finale of American Idol Season 8. On 2 July 2009, Stewart performed his only UK date that year at Home Park, Plymouth. On the 29th of September 2009, a 4CD 65-track compilation entitled Rod Stewart Sessions 19,711,998 was released. It is composed of previously unreleased tracks and outtakes from the bulk of his career. Stewart has also mentioned plans for a compilation of covers of soul classics, the possible release of another edition of the Great American Songbook album in a country covers album. On the 17th of October 2009, Stewart released the studio album Soul Book which was composed of covers of soul and Motown songs. 
On the 14th of November 2009, Stewart recorded a TV program in the UK for ITV that was screened on the 5th of December 2009. The music in the program featured tracks from his new album and some old favorites. On the 14th of January 2010, Rhino Records released Stewart's Once in a Blue Moon at Lost album, originally recorded in 1992, featuring 10 cover songs including The Rolling Stones' Ruby Tuesday, Bob Dylan's The Groom Still Waiting at the Altar, and Stevie Nicks' Stand Back, as well as Tom Waits' Tom Trowbert's Blues. On the 19th of October 2010, Stewart released another edition of his Great American Songbook series titled Fly Me to the Moon, The Great American Songbook Volume 5 on J Records. In 2011, Stewart performed with Stevie Nicks on their Heart and Soul tour. Starting on the 20th of March in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the tour visited arena concerts in North America with performances in New York. Toronto, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, Tampa, and Montreal, among others. Stewart headlined the Sunday show at the 2011 Hard Rock Calling Festival on the 26th of June in London's Hyde Park. Stewart signed on to a two-year residency at the Coliseum at Caesar's Palace, Las Vegas, commencing on the 24th of August. Performing his greatest hits, the residency also saw him perform selected tracks from his upcoming untitled blues album. On the 7th of June 2012, it was announced that Stewart had signed a recording agreement with Universal Music Group. On the 4th of September 2012, it was announced that Stewart would be releasing his first Christmas album, titled Merry Christmas Baby. On the Verve Music Group label, a division of Universal Music Group, on the 30th of October 2012, the album was produced by David Foster and features several duets, as well as an original song written by Stewart Foster and Amy Foster called "Red Suited Superman." According to IFPI, "Merry Christmas Baby" was the seventh best-selling album worldwide in 2012. In October 2012, Stewart's autobiography titled "Rod: The Autobiography" was released. Exact dates vary worldwide. In May 2013, Stewart released "Time," a rock album of his own original material. It marked a return to songwriting after what Stewart termed a dark period of 20 years. He said that writing his autobiography gave him the impetus to write music again. The album entered the UK Albums Chart at number one, setting a new British record for the longest gap between chart-topping albums by an artist. Stewart's last no one on the chart had been Greatest Hits Volume One in 1979, and his last studio album to top the chart was 1976's A Night on the Town. In September 2013, Stewart presented his friend Elton John with the first Brits Icon Award in a special show at the London Palladium, recognizing John's lasting impact on UK culture. Stewart quipped that John was the second best rock singer ever before the two performed a duet on stage. On the 23rd of June 2015, Stewart announced the release of a new studio album, Another Country. It was made available for pre-order and was released on the 23rd of October 2015. The video for the first single "Love Is" is available on his Vivo account. Stewart recorded vocals with Joe Walsh on the Frankie Miller album Frankie Miller's Double Take, which was released on the 30th of September 2016. 
he sang his cover of the Beatles' SGT. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band as Sgt. Pepper for Beat Bugs Episode 17B, which debuted the 18th of November 2016 on Netflix. On the 28th of September 2018, Stewart released his 30th studio album, Blood Red Roses. On Republic Records, he duets with Welsh singer Bonnie Tyler on the track Battle of the Sexes from her 2019 studio album Between the Earth and the Stars. Stewart collaborated with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra for the release of You're In My Heart in November 2019. The album contains new versions of the hit songs Maggie May and It Takes Two featuring Robbie Williams. In May 2000, Stewart was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, for which he underwent surgery in the same month. It had been previously reported he suffered from a benign vocal cord nodule. Besides being a major health scare, the resulting surgery also threatened his voice, and he had to relearn how to sing. Since then he has been active in raising funds for the City of Hope Foundation charity to find cures for all forms of cancer, especially those affecting children. In September 2019, Stewart revealed that he was diagnosed with prostate cancer in 2017 and has been given the all-clear after treatment. Before returning to the UK, Stewart played for his LA Exiles team made up of mostly English expatriates plus a few celebrities including Billy Duffy of the cult in a senior soccer league in Palos Verde, California. Despite his father being a supporter of Hibernian, Stewart is a supporter of Celtic, which he mentions in Ear in My Heart. He supports the Scotland national team and follows Manchester United as his English side and he explains his love affair with both Celtic and Manchester United in Frank Worrell's book Celtic United. Stewart clarifies this more in his 2012 book Broad, the autobiography, mentioning he only had an attachment to Manchester United in the 1970s. But that was because they had so many great Scottish players in the 1970s, including Dennis Law. When I did eventually click with a team, it was Celtic. He presented Celtic with a trophy after they won the 2015 Scottish League Cup final. Stewart is a model railway enthusiast. His 23 feet times 124 feet, 7.0 meters times 37.8 meters. Ho-scale layout in his a Los Angeles home is modeled after the New York Central and the Pennsylvania Railroad during the 1940s. Called the Three River City, the layout was featured in the cover story of the December 2007 December 2010 February 2014 and June 2017 issues of Model Railroad or Magazine. In the 2007 article, Stewart said that it meant more to him to be in a model railroad magazine than a music magazine. The layout, which has a mainline run of 900 feet 270 meters, uses code 70 FlexTrack and a digital command control DCC system made by Digitrax. Stewart has a second, smaller layout at his UK home, based on Britain's East Coast Main Line. In a sidebar to the 2014 Model Railroader article, Stewart confirmed in an anecdote about his having unwittingly mixed red scenery texturing material into a turf mix he used around the bases of buildings that he is colorblind. A car collector, Stewart owns one of the 400 Ferrari Enzos, 
1982, Stewart was carjacked on Los Angeles' Sunset Boulevard while he was parking his $50,000 Porsche. The car was subsequently recovered. In September 2002, Stewart's son, Sean, was sentenced to three months in jail for attacking a man outside a restaurant in Los Angeles. Sean Stewart was also required to pay compensation and to attend anger management, drug and alcohol treatment courses. Rod Stewart was appointed Commander of the Order of the British Empire CB, in the 2007 New Year Honours for Services to Music. At his investiture in July 2007 at Buckingham Palace, Stewart commented, It's a marvelous occasion. We're the only country in the world to honor the common man. He was knighted in the 2016 birthday honors for services to music and charity. Stewart was estimated to have a fortune of £190 million in the Sunday Times Rich List of 2019, making him one of the 10 wealthiest people in the British music industry. That's the summary we can give you about Rod Stewart's biography. We apologize if there are deficiencies or mistakes in the words we say. Don't forget to follow and share with your friends when we're here. Thank you and see you in the next episode.